Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, beautiful humans. And welcome to episode 32 of Conversation. Mm. Uh, so this intro was going to be pretty short, I guess, because I have no one to introduce except for myself. Hello. I've decided to do a solo episode again. I go into why in the episode. And I really, really hope you enjoy this episode. It's not for everyone, so don't don't feel like you're doing me a disfavor by not listening to it. I mean, like, all your listens do count, so maybe just, like, listen to it, but, like, put the volume all the way down to the bottom, you know? It's, it's going to be a short one, so I promise that'll be really helpful. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, it's not for everyone, so I have to just include some trigger warnings here for uh, mental health, um, therapy, anything related to therapy... Um, suicidal thoughts, suicide, I guess, um, anxiety, depression, um, generally I talk about a lot of shit in this, so if you're feeling any way unstable or just not yourself or, hey, you you can't do it today, that's totally, totally fine. Be kind to your mind, you know. I guess I'll get on with it then. If you want to chat to me about this episode, which... Um, I would really love because this is my absolute passion and love then please find me on all social media just drop me a comment or an at on Twitter at Cats and Crows K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S and let's talk about fucking therapy man life saving stuff alright beautiful humans please enjoy solo episode number 32 of Corovisation When I was growing up, all my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Clovisation. Hi, beautiful humans. Welcome 
to my first solo conversation episode in quite some time, actually. I had a look. It was December last year that I lasted a solo episode. Um, seems to go down pretty well. So I'm doing another one this time, partly because I am rushed off my feet. Hi, Andy. That was my cat. <laughs> um, busy as hell, and I forgot to book a guest. And partly because I've been wanting to speak about this subject for a while, and I've been thinking about doing, you know, a video, an IGTV, something like that about it. But I didn't think that that could go on, like, long enough or in-depth enough to properly convey my experience with therapy. I've been in therapy for, um, since last November. So yeah, nine, almost 10 months now. I love therapy. I, it's changed my life. Hands down, it saved my life last year. I was a real melting point, boiling point, explosion, whatever you want to say or call it, I was on the fucking brink. And therapy has given me my life back, ultimately. It's, it's been the greatest healer for me. Um, and I've tried many things for my mental health to help it. I've tried self-help, I've tried medication, I've tried other holistic approaches, but this is the first time I'd really gone to and stuck to therapy um, and I think that's definitely 100% down to my amazing therapist. Um, I had therapy before through the NHS as a child um, but my therapist was awful and he told me that he didn't believe that any mental health was to do with chemicals and it was all in your head and it was all the way you thought and I was like well no science. Um, so I didn't go back there. So that was my only other previous therapy experience and clearly it sucked. So when I found my therapist, you better believe I was thrilled. Um, and you know what? It came at the perfect time. It really did. It really fucking did. I found my therapist. Well, I was... Okay, I'll tell you the story. Ooh. This is one of many bullet points, by the way, friends. I've plotted this episode out on paper in front of me, and um, it kind of doesn't make sense. It's just a load of pointers. So if I drift off um, and just start reading out things that don't make sense, that's because um, it's just it's quite a bit nerve-wracking for me to talk about, but I think it's really important for me to do so, and I think it can be really helpful. So let's start with how I met my therapist, which is where I was going. It was one of the worst days of my fucking life, and I will say that hand on heart, last year. I have just had my second car, <coughs> now third car. <coughs> my second car had just been written off via MOT. I didn't get any money paid out for it. Like, it just failed its MOT. I had to go and be scrapped. It was totaled. It was written off. Um, and I was crying all day crying on my way to the train station, 
um, and I see this car parked on the side of the road as I was walking to the train station. And weirdly, it was the car, the same make and model, albeit different like size, same make and model and color as my first car that got written off. And I was like, oh, I love that car, Ramona. No, that's what my car was called, Ramona. Um, and I, yep, that, that's what I said in my head. Um, I love that car. And I saw upon the side of this other car parked on the side of the street as I walked to the train station, crying my eyes out, a sign that said, crying crow counselling. I was like, um, really? Crying crow, that's me. Counselling, oh, I really have been thinking very much about getting therapy. Like, I think I need therapy. I think I'm suicidal. And... Uh, I saw this fucking car, my old car, with this sign on the side, with my fucking name on it. And I said, just, just, you go, okay, whoever's, all right, yo, I hear you, I'll get therapy. So I texted this, or emailed, I think, Helen, who was the therapist behind Crying Ho Counseling, and I booked on a consultation with her. So I met up with her. And lo and behold, we hit off. We are both very similar people. She is the perfect mix of nice, relaxing, but firm guidance that I need. That I think I just have needed my whole life and have refused to be guided because of ego and many other reasons. But somehow, Helen has managed to change and save my life life god bless that woman so moving on i've been in therapy a few months and i feel like i'm progressing quite quickly anyone that knows me will know that i have quite a competitive streak in me <clears throat> yep um so i was like right all right this is what i need to do to be happy i want to be fucking happy i really do because this last year, 2018, has been shit. <laughs> oh, I want to be happy. So we went over loads of things really quickly. We covered a lot of my past relationships, romantic and otherwise, uh, with my family, with my friends, um, previous toxic people in my life, how they'd affected my life, and also some current toxic people in my life, and how... They were affecting me at the time. Some of them now whom I removed from my life. And I do feel bad for it. I think this is probably one of the hardest parts of therapy. For me, personally at least, because I hate upsetting people. Which is also something I discuss with my therapist frequently. <laughs> but I think it's definitely so worth it. It's made me way happier in the instances where I followed my therapist's advice. So perhaps I should just goddamn listen to it. <laughs> I didn't say therapy was easy, folks. Um, but I said it was fucking worth it. So that was a hard but very fast advancing part early on in my therapy kind of, what would you call it? Like a therapy journey. There we go, a therapy journey. Um, and this happened, and then I decided I changed my life in a big way. I said, 
to my therapist. I'm going sober. Yeah, I did it. I fucking did it. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Like, don't like, don't feel guilty for being like, whoa, she fucking did. Because I didn't think I could do it. I doubted myself the whole time. I thought I was going to slip up on so many occasions. I almost let myself. I almost wanted to self-sabotage on a few occasions I could have. And no one would have known. But then I would have been totally lying about it. And it would have been so much worse. She guided me through that. She was great with it, though. She's always been very balanced, which is something I need in my life. She's always said, hey, you know what, Becca? It's okay if you like a drink. You know, it's okay if you like to go out on a bender sometimes with the mates and go to a festival and party for four, five days in a row. If you enjoy that and that brings you joy and you're not harming anyone else, you should do what you love. And I'm like, whoa, mom? Just kidding. But she is a bit like my mom. Not in that way. My mom would never say that. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, I love you. And <laughs> she guided me through my sobriety, and then also guided me through coming out of my sobriety, which was Download Festival in June. Oh, I mean, it, I came out at the end of that festival a different human being. Let's say that. I started my life again, and I needed a, a therapy session, and I called her. Well, I didn't call her because I was too afraid to call anyone. I texted her. I was like, Helen, please, I think I need a, an extra session. And she was actually really, really great about this. She just fit me in. She's always said this to me. If I ever need a session anytime, or if I even need to just Skype or text her or call her, I can any time. I think a lot of therapists are like this. They're so fucking supportive. They are obviously very caring people. And she's always been this open with me. So I reached out to her and I got an emergency session. And I talked about all the shit that went down. Um, a dollar festival that threw me off. Whoa! It was crazy. And then, yeah, I felt better. I had no, like, it was almost like I just had somebody take my pain away. I can't describe it. Talking about it helped me so much. She's literally given me the tools. Like, I never would have been able to turn that around that quickly on my own. And now... I feel that I can because she's guided me through it once and I'm like, okay, I can do it again. And I feel like, you know, I did it again with my car when my third fucking car got written off, you know? I've been upset about it. But I'm really proud of how strong I've been through the whole ordeal. I've, I haven't crumbled or I haven't run away to my usual bad habits like I did last time. Hey, Indy, would you mind not making noise all through this recording? Never mind. Sorry, guys. Come here, monster. Yes, indeed. Mwah. Where were we? So, oh, yeah. I feel more stable. And I feel like this is because of the main theme, I think, that's been running through my whole therapy journey, which is balancing my work persona that makes my money, pays my bills, um, has made me who I am, Rebecca Crowe, um, with my own identity, who I was growing up with and who invented Rebecca Crowe, um, who I am, Becca Norris. Balancing these two 
personalities, I wouldn't say, I would say personas. Yeah, because I'm not like I have split personality. I'm not going to over-exaggerate my mental health. That would be outrageous. My two personas, very strongly, and Rebecca Crow had almost entirely taken over. And why we shouldn't she? She was the one that was making the money, paying the bills, having the fun. But then Becca Norris would come out occasionally, but she could deal with the real big scary world, so she would just get absolutely wanked. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, effectively, I balanced my two personas. And this has led me to have great strength because I now have the two to choose between. I can choose to be Rebecca Crow, or I can choose to be Becca Norris. And both of those personas are equally as good at what they do best. And I give them equal as much time and equal as much love. And oh my God, I feel for the first time in about 10 years at peace with myself. No longer does it feel like my brain is on fire all the time. You know that feeling? Or, or that you're covered in like a black sludge and you just, what? It's tearing or like shutting your brain down because you just can't function. Like your life feels so off balance. Your flow is off. Like it's bizarre. It's an f- unusual feeling, but I couldn't describe it to you really any better than that. And now I feel fucking strong as sable. Thank you, Theresa May. (laughs) And I feel like I've moved into this second kind of stage of my therapy where all my previous traumas and all my previous strong shaping experiences in life have been discussed, analyzed. We've had lessons drawn. We've had lines drawn under them. And now we're on to the part where Helen is guiding me and helping me rediscover, firstly, kind of how Becca Norris exists in this world and how she uh, functions as an adult, because she's very much still a bit of an adolescent. It's fine. She'll get there. And, yeah, I feel like I'm beginning to think a lot more about myself now and who I want to be and trying to find myself, I guess, as cliche as that sounds. So I keep thinking back to how, when I forget how far I've come, how different I feel now 
to how I felt last November. My, and Helen keeps reminding me of this as well. Oh my God, I'm a different human being. I've had people say to me that they feel as though they've had a real conversation with me for the first time ever. That's a big thing to say, you know? Like, I am a different person, I think so. I really do. I believe I come into myself, you know? I am a person now. Perhaps I didn't even really feel like a person before. Before, I tried to bury myself. Oh, yes, I did. And now, here I am, ready to face the world. And I feel good for it. And you know what? I got so confident and cocky, actually. One time, I kind of forgot to go to my therapy session. And Helen is... I'm outside in my garden, just gardening away merrily, you know, oh my god, I'm so productive, look how many things I can fit into a day, I can garden in the morning and then work in the afternoon as well, Helen's calling and calling, it gets to half past the hour, my appointment is like 11am, it's like half 11, I'm not, I come inside and I see my phone and I realise, and I go, fuck, I have this sinking feeling in my gut, Jesus, oh, I fucking let her down, she's gonna hate me. Um, she's never gonna let me back, like, oh god, I've really fucked it, like, I've let her down, she's gonna be so angry at me, and you know what, she was so understanding, she expressly told me not to beat myself up about it, she was pleased, in fact, that I was in my garden having such a lovely time, she made sure to express that to me, she was so supportive, and that was my number one fear of letting her down, as I said earlier, I hate letting people down, I hate upsetting people, and uh, I wanted to prove to her how well I was doing and here I'd gone and just fucked up a bit of dick, an idiot. Like, I, and also I was worried that she'd assumed I'd gone out and just got absolutely trashed and, you know, forgotten. But actually I was having such a lovely time and I wanted her to know that and she made it so sure to make me feel that she understood that. She is the constant presence in my life like almost an ever forgiving maternal figure and I love my mother and I would not ever trade my mother for the world but what I the relationship I have with Helen is like a fresh adult relationship as if I just met my mother as an adult and it's fucking awesome and it gives me the confidence and it gives me the reassurance that I need for this part of my life I honestly, I've said it a hundred times already this episode. (laughs) She helped me. She changed my life. She saved my life. And I now go to therapy every two weeks. It's the perfect amount. We went up to every three weeks. um, And then we had the the incident uh, where I came back from my first festival, my first drunk festival since my sobriety and it all melted down. So she was like, let's do every two weeks. And I was like, that is a great idea. Let's do that. Thanks, Helen. (laughs) But now, in this kind of second stage of therapy, she's more like my guide. I come to her with situations, issues, thoughts, um, and we'll spend a session either talking about the whole thing, talking about that issue for the whole thing, or how perhaps the issue ties in with something else that we've discussed in the past and we'll go and re-explore that and how that's connected with it. Um, and we create all these great links and how understanding yourself and how, why you act the way you act 
um, the way we are, the way you are, whatever you want to say, is I think so important in coming to be at peace with yourself because you can be like, ah, that's why. Okay, that's okay. That wasn't my fault. Um, but this is how I react to it, and this is how I'm in control of it now. Um, so she gives me that advice of how to react appropriately and to give me the control of the situation that I need because something I've learned through therapy, which I didn't think was true because I lived in a world of chaos, is that I am a control freak. <laughs> Seems weird for a really disorganized person, right? I know. It's a real mashup. But I am a control freak. And yeah, I need to have control of situations. So she helps me with that. And yeah, she's kind of guiding me, as I said earlier, to becoming this adult. I feel like I'm relearning how to live, like literally, honestly, I, some situations are so, seem so juvenile to me. And, but I realize I've never had like a healthy model of that experience before to ever base a new experience on. So I'm learning things for the first time, basically, if I'm trying to close down on my previous trauma and not relate back to them in my actions now. I have like nothing to base them on. So she's really helping me with things like that. I think that could be a really scary thing for a lot of people when going to therapy. They realize that all their current coping mechanisms aren't fucking working anymore. And that's why they're on the brink is that they've lived for so long and they've created this life for themselves for so long and these safety nets for so long and they're all starting to fray because they're not relevant to the world today, not relevant to their life. So... That can be real scary. Letting go and surrendering and putting your hands up and saying, hey, I need help. And that's, that can be fucking scary. So I'm telling you now that your therapist will never, ever leave you there hanging if you're not ready. Even if, like, literally I just come to her and I'm like, I don't know how to do my taxes probably because I don't really. I've been mashing away at my business for 10 years, not really knowing what I'm doing. I've heard that's not so uncommon, being self-employed, but, you know, I did it at the same time as being a heavy, heavy party, you know? So, really, I, I know nothing. So, she is my lifeline. She is my guide. And she's really helping me, and I can, I can see it now. I couldn't see it before in the second phase. I found it more difficult. It is more difficult. It was all bright and shiny before, and wonderful, and now it, it got hard. And then I realized that's because I'm no longer having positive reinforcement. I'm never no longer seeing changes. I'm having negative reinforcement, which is that things aren't happening. I'm no longer freaking out about things. I didn't get super stressed about my car. I no longer freak out at changes, certain changes, or, or people are worried so much about people being angry at me because that's their shit, you know? And it's this negative reinforcement that I've noticed. I've not been stressed. I felt the calmest I have ever felt in my whole life. I felt like I have two feet on the ground. I feel like some days it's still there because I have good days and bad days. But mostly the fog and the sludge stuck to my brain is clean away. It feels fresh and it feels nice and it feels new. Um, and that's because I feel like I have strong foundations now. I have a clear mind. I have, 
I have comparisons for situations that I didn't have before, healthy comparisons to compare things to, to be like, if this person being a dick or am I being self-destructive? I have those experiences and that knowledge and that power, knowledge is power, to make the correct decisions for myself now. I have the tools, I have new coping mechanisms. Oh my God, they are still forming. <laughs> still very much in the beginning. And I've had a few slip ups and I've had a few blips crashing my car. But that's fine because I'm only human. And Helen really hammers us home for me because she's so holistic I don't think clinical therapy is right for me. It may be right for you. If you feel, oh, you need to be healed in a medical environment, fucking yeah, medical clinical therapy is for you. But for me, I just needed this kind of warm embrace to be like, hey, chill the fuck out. <laughs> you are in control because you have these comparisons now. And... You are okay to fuck up because you're a human being. And I was you once. Like, she was, she's been very personal with me. I think she's shared experiences from her life. And it's really helped me. It's been such a beautiful journey. And I'm rambling now because I get all excited when I talk about it. But I fucking love therapy. And I implore any of you, if you're considering it, please do try. I saw today, if you're in England, you can apply, you can self-refer yourself for um, psychotherapies. Now, via an NHS, I think, app or online, you no longer need to see a GP to have you referred for um, talking therapies. So go ahead and do that if you're in the UK. Um, I don't know what the situation is like elsewhere in the world, but I would like to point to you that there are online services as well for therapy if you are unable to access um, an actual therapy center. These can generally be cheaper too, I think. Um, and always, always, there are emergency crisis phone numbers for you to speak to if you feel you're ever in a crisis situation where your life or the life of others, or you generally feel as though you may harm yourself or others, um, there is any risk to that. Of that, then phone your local crisis line. Um, in the UK, I believe it's the Samaritans. Um, I don't know the number right now, unfortunately, but I will put it in the description of this episode because I think they do vital work. And, and just talking. See, there's a reason why all these crisis phone numbers exist is because talking about your problems really does help. Um, it's cliche to say a problem shares, a problem halves. It's not always true. I'm not trying to say that it's going to fix everything. But this has been hugely instrumental in changing my life saving my life and giving me the tools to have a better life now. And I really hope that my experience of what I've overcome can become part of your survival guide for your hardships today. I totally saw that on a meme earlier and I posted it on my Instagram story, hee <laughs> hee. But it's so fucking true and that is how I feel. Sharing my experiences because mental health, first and foremost, is my love. I will always be a mental health activist because it's something that's affected me so closely, so deeply, so currently, all through my life. I see people suffering and fighting and surviving, and not only surviving, but thriving. 
with mental illness and all the things that come with it. Uh, yeah, a real wild array of mental illnesses. Remember, for mental illness activism, it does not include all forms of mental illness, not just anxiety and depression, then you are not truly fighting for a good cause. You're just being exclusive. Nobody likes that. So I'm going to tie it up there, I suppose, friends. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my experience. If you have any questions or anything you want to speak to me about therapy, please, 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 always just comment on one of my Instagram photos or at me on Twitter, ask me about it. I'm very happy to speak publicly about this experience. Um, I will get as uh, personal and graphic as I feel comfortable with. Um, I'll be kind to my own mind and I won't know that until it's a case-by-case basis. So please um, feel free to ask away anything. Um, Perhaps include trigger warnings as I did at the beginning of this episode. But yeah, please be kind to your mind. I love therapy. Therapy is the best. And I hope you guys have a positive experience with it too. Let me know. And I love you all. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.